Look, I just woke up and I'm struggling to make sense of it all. Will our heroes save the day or will they fall? There's no time to flee. Stand your ground for the Battle of Creepsburg. It's Scare Fighter 3. The downtown district is in a mass panic as its civilians run for their lives from King Spiderweb's metallic minions. Our heroes bash their way through the crowded streets, destroying every spider bot they lay their eyes on. Hiya! There's gotta be a way to get up to that floating city. Not to kick a dead horse or anything, Aurora, but I still believe it's actually a giant mall. Just saying. You're still hanging on to that, huh? Don't look now, but it looks like it's coming to us. Say, Say what? The floating city descends as it kisses the Creepsburg skyline. Clouds protecting its underbelly dissipate, revealing a glowing pentagram with spider-shaped gargoyles placed at every point. With a rising energy, it blossoms like an evil flower. Holy Fourth of July guacamole. This is just like Independence Day when the huge spaceship blows up the White House. If it's a weapon, then it's about to reach critical mass. With sirens blaring, cop cars surround Team Sneak Wolf. Oh, now the police get here. Welcome back, Team Sneak Wolf. We're the pizza police. That's a thing? It sure is, ma'am. The lines for the police station got crossed with the local pizza place, so we've all been officially deputized. Fight crime, deliver pizza, it's a pretty sweet gig. Are you guys, uh, quintuplets? Nah, man, we're clones. Red Shirt Pizza is the first clone chain location. I thought Domino's was the pizza place in town. They left. With their choose any two mix and match deal for $5.99, they're probably off to conquer the world. Hmm, bit of a plug there. Definitely a plug, man. I'm Master Chef Jeff, by the way, the original Jeff. And these are, well, these are my Jeffs. Hi. We got y'all's back. Sweet! We got some extra clone firepower! Good. Maybe now we can... Uh, I'm sorry, where's that breaking news music coming from? This is April Oatmeal reporting to you live at the Battle for Creepsburg. Our heroes have only just arrived here and seem to have absolutely no plan to save us from certain peril. Ed, zoom in on Team Sneakwolf. Got it. Hey, Ed, zoom in on this! Oh, my camera! Capture this, Ed. Oh! Hey, the Channel 6 news blimp. Let's take it. Good idea. Oh, before I forget, I've made us these conlings just in case we get separated. Everyone take one. Take some Jeffs with you. I'm going to head back to the station and send out more Jeffs. Call if you need more, or pizza. Let's go, pizza police. Woo! There you have it, folks. They have just broken our camera, boarded our blimp with a bunch of clones, and are flying away to save. Well, damn, there goes my story. I'm going to go get some pizza. Would you like to go together, April? Um, no. Let's live our own lives, Ed. Oh, I wouldn't go with me neither. Hell yeah, we just stole a blimp. <laughs> I'm on a blimp high over here. Aurora, I didn't know you could fly a blimp. Neither did I. I don't know if it's possible to fail at this, though. I'm going five miles per hour. Oh, hit that red button. No time to argue. Here goes nothing. Oh, God, everyone hang on to something. Hang on to what? Brutus, mini fridge, watch out. Ow. Oh, that hurt. Oh, sweet, they got lunches in here. Another mini fridge, watch out. Oh, God, why two mini fridges? This one's only filled with sparkling water. I'm a soda man. Where's the creep cola? Okay, okay. I think I got a handle on it now. 
What's that? Smaller hatches surrounding the glowing pentagram open and jettison a swarm of metallic spider monkeys. With a crackle of electricity, robotic wings shoot out of their backs as they descend upon Creepsburg. Blind monkeys coming in hot. It's gonna get bumpy. Brace yourselves. Ha ha ha. I hope Channel 6 has blimp insurance. That windshield is getting gobsmacked. Is that thing gonna shatter? I can see the glass breaking. Nah, no way. It's gonna take a lot more than a barrel of spider chimps to crack that code. Oh, they're everywhere! Just throw wild punches, you're bound to hit something. Ow, dude, watch it! Oopsie, sorry, Orion. Shoo, come on, get out of here. You should be ashamed of yourself. Get. Wow, one of those Jeff clones just cleared the whole blimp. Yeah, found this old broom in the storage compartment. Nothing like a nice broom to sweep your troubles away. I'll treat you my axe for it. Eh, thanks, but I'm gonna pass. Damn it! Something just flew by super fast. The compass is active. I think it was the final king beast. Oh, it's trying to fly behind us. What? Ah! Ripping through the side of the blimp, a dark figure enters on hover boots and lands with a thunderous stomp. The blimp tilts under the figure's weight. Team Sneak Wolf struggle to believe what they are seeing. You! Me. Standing before them is none other than Wolf Drago. His previously decapitated head now attached to a towering chrome body. With a grin, he flexes his extra swole mechanical arms and winks. Scarefighters, I've been looking forward to this. Ah, uh, that does it. Brutus, wait. Um, what are you doing? Ending this overpowered battle before it even begins. Watch this, Drago. I become werewolf. Uh, that's not how it works, Brutus. Aw, oh, damn it. Fine. Then we'll do one of my favorite musical acts. Now that's one sharp axe pun. Oh god, what is happening? The Phantom of the Chopra is there inside your brain. Brutus, with his axe raised high in the air, charges Wolf Drago with a look of maniacal bloodlust in his eyes. With all his weight, he brings the axe down deep into Drago's cybernetic shoulder. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> uh, what? Come on. Piss off, fat boy. With a dismissive backhand, Wolf Drago slaps Brutus away, sending him flying out of the blimp and hurtling towards Creepsburg. Brutus! Overpowered bullshit! Bye-bye. You guys go on without me. I'll save Brutus Batman style with my handy-dandy grappling gun. Look, should I be jealous of that thing? Trust me, babe. This thing's grapple is nothing to the hold you have on me. Okay, happy for you guys, but this is too much mush. We get it. I love you. Love you too. Hang on, Brutus! Hey, we found some parachutes over here. We're one short. Good job, Jeff. Uh, Jeff's? Aurora, you have to go. We don't have time. Spiderweb's weapon is already in effect. We're over the floating city now. Take the Jeff clones and the parachutes and go after King Spiderweb. I'll handle Wolf Drago and catch up. <sighs> Fine. Orion, be careful. It's cool. I got this. Quit hugging and fight me. Jeff clones, grab a chute and follow my lead. Yes, ma'am. Aurora and the Jeff clones jump out of the blimp's broken shell. They disappear through the clouds as they descend upon King Spiderweb's floating city. Left alone, Orion turns to face Cyber Wolf Drago. I've waited a long time for this. 
Iron Wolf. When we last met, I was but the badass wolf on a seriously unsafe amount of steroids. But now that you have returned to me, I am the head of a wolf with a cybernetic body. Hang on. You've been planning this revenge since I knocked your head off your body? And that's the best line you can come up with? I'm not really a word guy. Obviously, Wolfie. Uh, uh, Cyberwolf Drago 209? That's better. Definitely getting warmer. Let's workshop this. No! Now is not the time for words. Now is the time for battle. And this time, your friends won't be able to save you. Well, Wolfie, you made the mistake that no arch-villain should ever make. Oh? And what is that? You came back for more. Yes. Let this sequel to our first battle, uh, uh, be our final battle. <laughs> Orion and Cyberwolf Drago charge at one another and collide in a thunderstorm of cybernetic fury. Outside, Alistair catches up to Brutus during their freefall. Brutus! Brutus, over here! Brutus, stop screaming! Hey, Alistair, here, come closer to me, so that when we hit the ground, we can form it like a giant human pancake. Give people something to talk about. Yeah, let's not do that. Give me your hand. We're not dead yet. Eh, that works for me. Alistair locks hands with Brutus and shoots his grappling gun toward the bottom of the floating city. It latches onto a fang protruding from a gargoyle's mouth. From it, they swing down and crash land on the observation deck of Creepsburg's tallest skyscraper, the Empire Creeps Building. Ugh, made it. We got spider bots climbing up to see us. I got them, I got them. Take care of the robo spiders on the right. I got the left covered. What? Oh, hell, dude, there's like a hundred of them coming up here. Go home. We will not go home. Alistair, they won't go home. Dude, help me. Oh, got it. Ah, we can use some backup. Say no more, Brutus. Brooklyn. With his trench coat blowing in the wind, a familiar turtle looks down at them from the balcony above. He places a worn-out fedora on his head and strains his scarlet eye mask before flipping from his perch. On the ground, two spider-bots lunge at him. He throws his arms forward to meet them, and out of his sleeves slide two bowie knives. The bots shriek as he runs them through with a single thrust. Long time no see, kid. You're a turtle guy. I'm a tortoise guy, man. I was part of the juvenile sewer team Shinobi Tortoises from New York. Maybe you heard of us. Actually, I haven't. <laughs> Good. Then we're doing our job. Oh, hey, Brutus. I killed that guy that made fun of you that one time. That vampire guy? Davy Danger Dove, whatever. Yeah, he survived you. My friend Aurora cut his head off, though, like hours ago. No shit. That's great, man. Guys, I'm loving this reunion, but can you please help me? We're getting slammed here. Got, Got it. it. Yeah! <laughs> Are these comlink radios working? Aurora, Orion, do you copy? We're alive and kicking on the Empire Creeps building. Aurora here. I'm parachuting down to Spiderweb's floating city as we speak. I got the Jeff with me. Hello. Hey guys, glad you're not smushed. A little busy right now. Ah. Dude, who are you even talking to? Fight me. Yeah. Don't you get it, Drago? You're just a lame mini-boss before we take on King Spiderweb. King Spiderweb? You won't live long enough to see him. Idly floating through the lightning storm of the century, the blimp undulates like a ship lost at sea. Orion and Cyberwolf Drago pound each other, going blow for blow, neither of them letting up. Wolf me, wolf me, wolf uppercut, wolf judo throw! 
I see you've learned the ways of special attack spamming, but I've got bad news for you. You see, all that damage you're dealing only fills up Mr. Combo Meter. Combo Meter? Wolf Drago's eyes go wide seeing the illuminated combo meter on Orion's robot arm. Looks like it's time for your stop, Wolfie. Orion streaks across the blimp's cabin and winds up. He swings, his glowing fist catching Cyberwolf Drago under the chin with pure brain-smashing power. But, but that's impossible. <laughs> nice try. But reinforcing my neck servos was the first thing I asked of King Spiderweb. Only now do you see. Only now are you made to understand. Yeah, let go. Cyberwolf Drago crushes Orion into the ground and wraps his metal claws around the glowing combo-powered arm. With cataclysmic force, Cyberwolf Drago yanks the arm backwards, cracking the joint. Sparks fly out of Orion's shoulder as the arm is ripped from his body. Yeah! Finally, I will break you. Tossing the powerless arm to the side, Cyberwolf Drago slams Orion into the wall repeatedly. Beaten almost to death, Orion tries to stand, but his legs give out. Cyberwolf Drago smiles as he grabs Orion by the neck and holds him over the edge, high above the dark clouds. You were a hero once. Now, you will be fallen one. <laughs> Literally. I... I think you'll find this next part quite shocking. What? Lame! Orion raises his remaining robot arm up to the heavens. The dark and thunderous clouds ignite with a shimmering blue spark and unleash a mighty bolt that engulfs Orion's arm like a lightning rod. Electricity courses through Orion's body and into Cyberwolf Drago, severing the steel cables protecting his neck. He drops Orion and stumbles backward. Uh, stay back! With red electricity crackling in the palm of his hand. A battle-torn Orion steps forward and says the only two words that could send a terrified chill down Cyberwolf Drago's metallic spine. Combo Breaker. Orion drives his fist through Cyberwolf Drago's head, splattering his brains onto the wall behind him. With a loud pop, the controls inside the blimp's cockpit ignite and smoke pours out of the console. Orion grabs under the steering wheel as the blimp careens toward the floating city below. The beastly king known as the Wolf has been defeated. Congratulations, you have defeated all of the king beasts. Hey, we did it! Orion must have defeated Drago. Now, what the hell do I do with this compass? Having landed on the surface, Aurora and the Jeff clones move toward the floating city's winding streets. A security guard who looks like he could be Paul Blart's twin slams on the brakes of his Cybertronic superbike, blocking their path. Seriously. This thing looks like it's straight up out of Flynn's. Hey, stop right there. We're not open yet. Wasting no time, Aurora kicks him in the chest, knocking him off the bike. What the hell, lady? My grandmama gave me that bike. Sorry, guy. People in trouble. No time to explain. The super bike roars, deafening Aurora to the man's complaints as its dormant steel body flickers to life in a burst of red, like the pulsing heart of a star ready to go supernova. Nanomachines come flooding out of the bike's console. They swallow Aurora whole, wrapping her in a neoprene leather that's hard as steel and white as an arctic rabbit in a snowstorm. The Jeff clones follow suit, hopping aboard neon-colored Segways. We're coming for you, King Spiderweb. Eat your heart out, Jeff Bridges. 
echo off the surrounding buildings as Aurora and the Jeff clones take off. As they speed through the empty streets, she realizes it's not a city at all. It can't be. Claire's? Dillard's? Foot Locker? Sears? Bath and Body Works? Ah, oh, Ryan was right. It is a giant mall. <laughs> I knew it! Orion, you all right? Hanging in there, sis. Trying to land this blimp. Should be a piece of cake. Well, that can't be good. I'm gonna have to call you back. Ah! Orion, Orion? Damn it, lost him. Hey, Aurora, look at that tower. Looks like the Seattle Space Needle. Good observation, Jeff of Mini. That's gotta be where Spiderweb's holding up. Aurora sees a train, illuminated like some impossibly long bioluminescent worm. It streaks down the Casino Gold monorail track toward King Spiderweb's towering Space Needle. Looks like we're hitching another ride, Jeff. Hit that ramp between the staircase ahead with everything you got. We're crashing this Polar Express. Aurora and the Jeff clone shoot off the ramp like an arrow from Alistair's crossbow. Aurora slams down onto the top of one of the train's passenger cars. She rolls off the superbike as it spins wildly onto its side and crashes into a Spencer's storefront below. Huh, good riddance. Who still buys fuzzy blacklight posters anyway? Behind her, a handful of Jeff clones crash land atop the passenger car while the rest undershoot the landing and perish on the track as the train barrels by. What did you expect? They're on freaking segways. Ah, hell. Some of us died, guys. We're all the Jeffs that are left. Let's make it count. Well said, Jeff. Thank you, Jeff. Jeff, Jeff, look alive. The blue lights lining the top of the train car flash red in alarm. The sinister voice of King Spiderweb calls out from some exterior PA system. Oh, well, look at that. We've got a sneaky little wolf cub on our train with no ticket. Deploy exterior defense system. Protocol... Good time, Charlie Army. Good time, Charlie Army. That doesn't sound so bad. Side vents open on the train, and from out of the black spaces, an outpouring of childlike dolls wearing denim bib overalls come running out. Their red hair and ice blue eyes send a chill down Aurora's spine. In their hands, they hold tiny, glimmering rifles. My name's Charlie, and we want to play. play. Laser bolts burn through the air in streaks of hot blue plasma. I was wrong. I was wrong. This is bad. Just, just at me. Let's take him. Fire at will. I, I want a hug. Get bent. hi Wielding her broken sword, Aurora and the Jeffs cut down the good time Charlie army one by one, sending the baby doll soldiers hurtling straight to hell. Hauntingly, as each of them flutter into the darkness, they cry out for wanton affection, but their voices fade, and with it, the exterior defenses of the train cease. A steel hatch atop the train slides open. Aurora and the three remaining Jeffs jump quickly as it closes behind them, locking them inside. Damn, we're running out of Jeffs here, folks. <sighs> we made it. Not much longer now. Gather your strengths, Jeff. We'll be at Spiderweb's Space Needle soon. You certainly will, Aurora. Why don't we have a little fun on your way up? Lights up! Initiate secondary defense system protocol laser death limbo. The glowing panels lining the walls and floor inside the windowless train brighten. At the end of the corridor, a neon blue laser beam hums as it extends wall to wall. It moves quickly toward Aurora and the Jeffs. Everyone, hit the floor! What's that now? Stop! 
Where? I love ducks. Jeff has no head. Jeff has no head. Jeff, you're in shock. Pull yourself together. Thanks, Jeff. I needed that. Total head count is two Jeffs left. Not counting the rolling head over there. We got more beam firing up. Get ready to dodge. Oh, this laser coming up pretty low to the ground. Just hop over it. Follow my lead, guys. Oh, oh, back call. Never mind. It, it, it moved up and it got me right through the tunnel. Ah, Bert, I got one of the wall panels off. Crawl through here and see if you can find a wire at the front of the train. Biting through it might shut the lasers off. Okey-dokey. Wow, that little guy really listens to you. See, I'd love to have a pet, but do I have the time to take care of it, you know? Behind you! Oh, oh, oh man. Can't even take care of myself. Not to worry. That leg always gave me trouble anyways. Pay attention! Oh, wow. A laser wall of grid squares. Eesh. Not likely we'll be dodging this. Nice chatting with you. The laser grid burns through the last Jeff like a hot knife through butter. Aurora watches in horror as tiny cubes of flesh hit the ground. Bert, hurry, I'm running out of room. You did your best, Bert. Get back down to the panel and close your eyes. Also, your English is getting so good. It's okay, you'll be safe under here. Goodbye, Bertie. You see that? Uh, something landed on top of the train. Ugh, stupid hatch. Aurora, Bert, jump to me. I'll pull you out. Ah! With the laser grid closing in, Bert bites onto Aurora's cape as Orion pulls them out just in time. The train comes to a stop at the base of King Spiderweb's tower. Ooh, that was a close one. Orion, your arm. Yeah, Drago took it. I'm lucky I have one left. Vanquished him and jumped off the blimp just in time. Whoa, the, the compass, it's glowing. Yeah. We've destroyed and collected all the king beasts. Whoa, my robo hand, it's its changing. There's sort of a divot on top of your fist. It looks like it's a place for the compass. Let me put the compass on top of it. Whoa, it's locked in. This must be what we need to beat Spiderweb. Sorry about all the security. You can never be too careful these days. <laughs> you finally managed to reach my spider space needle. Please exit from the train and take the elevator up to the throne room. It's time we met. Face to face. Yeah, this is totally a trap. Yeah, he's definitely up to something. But we don't have a choice. We gotta end this. Only button on this elevator is a giant spider-shaped one. We, we get it, dude. You like spiders. Guess I'll press it. Going up. Alistair? Brutus? Anybody there? Hey, dudes. What's up? How you guys holding up? We're heading to the top of the tower to confront Spiderweb. You guys all right? Better than all right, dude. Agent Alexander showed up in an air fortress and picked us up. He's got a full fighter squadron of these badass aircrafts called Easy Jets. Brutus and I are both getting geared up to fly a couple right now. Easy Jet my ass. There's nothing easy about it. Up is down, down is up. The brakes on the right side. The toggles on the floor next to my feet. Yeah, the controls were inverted, and now that I think about it, eerily similar to the video game Star Badger. Oh, I love that game. They're asking too much flying this thing, and the cockpit is way too small. My face is pressed against the glass. Brutus, quit crying. I'm going to help you. Who's that? Uh, it's my mutated tortoise friend, Brooklyn. He's my navigator, a.k.a. backseat driver. The goose to my maverick. Hey, don't call me goose, man. That guy dies. Nobody likes that guy. Uh, hello there, Ryan. Brutus, don't touch that. Uh, I didn't mean to. I can just barely move. 
Let me be the freaking driver. Switch me. Yeah, get, get, get your seatbelt off. No, don't unbuckle it. You're Goose. I want to be Maverick. Nobody wants to be Goose, man. Let me be Tom Cruise. No. Oh, boy. Ugh. Look, the gate under the floating city is almost open. Once it is, the plan is to fly up into it and hopefully disable the weapon from inside, whatever it is. We'll try to buy you guys as much time as we can. Alistair? Ugh, lost him. We're here. Orion and Aurora enter a giant, rotating, circular room. The lights from the mall outside shine through the glass walls of the dim chamber, illuminating a large, pyramid-like staircase at its center. Atop the staircase sits a worn, leather-bound chair facing a roaring fireplace. A fluffy white spider the size of a house cat is curled up on the chair's headrest. The chair slowly spins around, revealing an imposing figure decked out in black medieval-inspired armor with a red spider crest on its chest plate. Adjusting a crimson, spiked gauntlet, the figure stands and waves at them. The crooked crown on his head is unwavering. Hello, Aurora. Hello, Orion. Looks like you finally reached the end. You've made it all the way back to save the day just in the nick of time. It seems our loop has been closed, wouldn't you say? <laughs> Congratulations, dorks, dorks, dorks. What is dorks, happening? He's like a broken dorks, Chuck E. Cheese dorks, robot. Dorks, He's dorks, glitching out or dorks, something. Let's dorks, take him. We, we destroyed him. Wait, that's it? This whole time he was just an animatronic bot? Oh, I think we can agree he served to be more than that. Who said that? I did. Orion and Aurora spin around to find the silhouette of a man watching them from the darkness. He steps forward as the fluffy, overgrown spider scuttles down the steps and climbs onto his shoulder. As the chamber rotates, the bright marquee lights above the mall outside shine down on the man, revealing a long black cape and unkempt hair. Hidden beneath a pair of black, retro-looking sunglasses, his face is exactly the same as Orion's. Corvus, you, you, you can't be here. Oh, I'm here, Aurora. Been a long time, hasn't it? Looks like we're both still wearing capes. Corvus? What? Who the hell? You, you look like, you look just like me. <laughs> I think you mean you look like me, Orion. Do you want to tell him, sister? Or should I? I, I'm sorry. Maybe I should just show him. Before they have time to react, Corvus bolts up the staircase and punches Orion hard, sending him tumbling down to the bottom of the steps. <laughs> I keep forgetting how strong my power glove actually is. You look like you were hit by a ton of bricks, Orion, and it's not even at full power yet. Ugh, my voice. W what's wrong with it? <laughs> I think the bigger issue may be what's wrong with your face, Orion. Orion looks toward the wall of windows surrounding them and sees his reflection. The skin around his right eye is completely gone. He leans in closer, and staring back at him is an exposed metal skull with a glowing red eye. Uh, I'm a, I'm, I'm... Yeah, you're a robot, Orion. All metal, fake flesh, and blood packets. Never were real, never will be. I'm guessing your sister, <laughs> our sister, built you to cope after losing me. Aurora, tell me this isn't happening. I, I'm so sorry. I wanted to tell you so many times, but I, 
I just couldn't do it. You were alive to me, and it, and it felt like I wasn't alone. You saved me. Your mind might have started off based off of my memories, but then you came into your own thoughts. That feeling of loss I've been having, it, it wasn't my memory. It was yours after you lost your brother. Is that true, Aurora? I'm touched. How are you here? You were killed. I was. I died in the hazard testing room that our father so loved to put us in. You know the rest, but let me fill you in, Orion. No. I'll tell him. I owe him that much. It was level 99 of the hazard room. We were told only one of us would leave the room and become the true commander of our father's army. Hours of deadly testing, traps, projectile laser devices, and other dangers as we fought alongside each other. Finally, I dropped dead. My hand cut off. Shot full of lasers. It sucked. I... I watched you die. Yes, I fell. And you killed our father and his militia, and you left. But as my breath stopped, there was still a sliver of me left in my dying mind. And in that void, I said out loud I would do anything to get back to my sister. And a voice heard me and granted me life again. The true God and our destiny. Spider Andromenus, the one I serve. Corvus, this isn't you. You've been possessed by that thing. Loyalty is a small price to pay to see you again, sister. Such a gift comes with a price, though. He has used me to build this glorious mall with his black magic and my vast knowledge of tech. Humble brag. King Spiderweb? It was all a distraction? Time well spent. I gave you purpose for your life, to the Scarefighters' lives. I needed time to prepare the gate under the mall so that the great spider god could travel through it, destroy Creepsburg, and use the space for its true purpose. Use it for what? Why, to open a mall, of course. A giant shopping mall like never before. People will come from miles and miles to buy and eat food court meals as their souls are consumed and taken by the great spider. Soon, the entire world will shop till they drop. Attention, shoppers. You're totally dead. <laughs> Your laugh sucks, dude. At least it's real, metalhead. All right, damn, that hurts. The whole place is shaking. That would be the sound of change heading our way. The gate is finally open. The true God will rain down any minute. Join me, Aurora. Stand with me and let me rid you of what's left of this tin can you so sadly call your brother. You're not hurting him. Well, sis, this is too sad to bear. So I love you, and I'm going to kill you both so you don't live with this shame. I still remember my sword training. Let me create one so you die like a true sword slayer. Shining, emerald green particles bend around his arm as Corvus extends his power glove, and from the maelstrom sprouts a glimmering broadsword. His hair and cape start to float as though they were underwater as his glasses crumble away, revealing glowing, purple eyes that swirl like two black holes eating a star. It's time, Scarefighters. Welcome to your inevitable doom!